Welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. This week's theme, Black History is American History, featuring Master P. Let's go. We all have our own journey ahead of us, our own hopes and dreams. We'll pass many milestones, moments that define you and drive you to achieve even more. So celebrate everyone. Because success isn't just about where you want to get to, it's about how you get there. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade, never stop arriving. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. I just want to say thanks for the love. In launching this project a few months ago, this has been therapeutic for me in a lot of ways, personally and professionally. And just to have the support of so many people, not only those that I've interviewed, but for those of you that listen, I appreciate the support. It's going to keep getting bigger. It's going to keep getting better. And it don't stop. This week's theme, Black history is American history. What does black history mean to me? It's a story of triumph, a success story. Because as a people, we were charged in the United States once slavery ended, basically to be entertainment or labor. And so... Many years, those images and those depictions, while they were true, and it's important time and time again to acknowledge the brutality that Black people endured and still do as citizens in the United States, to also acknowledge, appreciate, and gain a sense of confidence knowing that your people also represented excellence and intellect and strength. Some of my favorite moments and achievements in Black history, I just want to thank Harriet Tubman first and foremost. When she going to get on those $20 bills, I don't know, but I can't wait till it takes place, and I promise you, look down in my pockets when you see me. Pocket full of 20s once they hit circulation. Imagine having the courage, the discipline, the wherewithal, to not only figure a way to escape as a slave, but have the passion for your people and the love so much so that you'll go back time and time again to basically create an underground railroad for them to escape toward freedom. Wow. How I teach my children about Black history is extremely simple. The world is yours. You don't have to live in an era where you're enslaved in chains, you're muzzled, your dreams suppressed. The world can and should be your oyster. Instead of us being the workers, we can now be the bosses. We can now be the owners, the entrepreneurs, the brain surgeons, the people who drive positive change in our country. That I hope will be the legacy of black people in America. My next guest 
has been making black history his entire career. As a rapper, an entrepreneur, a motivational speaker, and even an NBA player. Welcome, my next guest, ah, Master P. We all have our own journey ahead of us, our own hopes and dreams. We'll pass many milestones, moments that define you and drive you to achieve even more. So celebrate everyone because success isn't just about where you want to get to. It's about how you get there. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. This gentleman, I feel like embodies everything that this podcast is about. Please welcome New Orleans finest, Master P, to the show. What's going on? I appreciate you with the A-plus setup right there. I feel like I know your crib so much. Yes. I was hoping that you sat at the desk in the office, and I appreciate you doing that. That looks exactly like we got a lot to talk about today. Yes. I mean, that's what it's about. Ownership is about us taking the front seat at the table. And like I said, we stronger together. We got to know that. And I don't want to be the only one sitting at the table. I want people to have their products and their brands and be able to sit at the table with me. And that is is not only me. And that's the way we change the poverty and the crime in our community. Absolutely. And amongst other things, you're also a philanthropist. And frankly, first former NBA player to be a guest on this show. You're the first NBA player. (laughs) Yes, that's history. You know, it's Black History Month. I tell everybody, everybody got 24 hours. When you sleep, I'm working. (laughs) I'm going to outdo anybody that's trying to do the same thing I'm doing. If I know in basketball, if I say, okay, well, this guy, he's putting in eight hours a day. I got to put in 10. I got to put in 12. That's the only way I'm going to get. I tell my sons that, that I got two sons, one in the ninth grade, Mercy Miller, and one in the 12th grade, Hersey Miller. They, they both top talented basketball players in the country. But I, I tell them, I said, you know what's important with your career? You're going to have to be a dog. And just because who you are, you're going to have to work even harder. But Steph Curry did it. I used to play with his dad. And so he had a little more than the average kids had. He didn't grow up in the project, just like my kids. But my kids' dogs, and they, they kill us on the court because I raised them with a work ethic. Your work ethic is going to change. you got to do something you love. You don't do it for money. I was talking to my son the other day. He got like... He done narrowed it down to about like six schools. And, you know, we like Jerry Stackhouse. He mm. He's trying to turn that program around. So in making a decision, I'm saying. Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vanderbilt, you know, I mean, Stackhouse is one of them dudes. He's going to get deep into you. going to get real because he played the game. Mm-hmm. And so if you want somebody to have faith, I mean, we got LSU, we got all these schools. But what I like about Stackhouse, what I, what I like about Stackhouse personally, but that's going to be my son's decision is that Stackhouse is not going to hold his tongue. He's going to get out there and let you have it. But you got to want that, and that, that just make you better. I want people around me that's going to push me. But when you, what I love about my, my kids, I, I told my son, I said, why you go so hard when you're on the basketball court? He said, Dad, because I want to protect my family name. I said, boy, you a dog. You a dog right there. Yeah. You know, because have that mentality to have everything that you have 
and you don't worry about that. You don't work for money. You don't get up and go to, you know, you're you an A student and you're one of the top players in the country. And we're going to pick a school that's a good educational school too, not just a basketball school. So, man, I just look forward and I think in business, in life, if you want to be an athlete, own a company, you just got to have that drive to where you're passionate about what you're doing and you're going to put the work in. And also, you embody this as well as anyone. And I use this example a lot with George Foreman, how he was a fantastic heavyweight championship boxer. Yes. He continued to reinvent himself over decades. And now young people just see him as George Foreman's grills. What has been your secret to your longevity, but also acknowledge what it takes for somebody to continue to reinvent themselves? Well, I don't dwell on the past. So I live in the moment. I live in the future. I can't change the past. I only could change the future. I sold 100 million records, but that wasn't it for me. I'm like, okay, what do we do now? Like life comes with ups and downs and challenges. And so you have to be able to keep up with time. I think that's my greatest gift, just keeping up with time. Uh, time don't wait for nobody. And like I said, just don't live in the past. Know that every day is a new day to fight to get better. And nobody's perfect. And I realized through my journey is how I stay relevant is stay connected to the people, stay connected to the community. And I think that's what keeps you at that level. And also thank God for the blessings. Thank God to just be alive and to be able to do what you're able to do. That's a blessing. So I think that's, that's my key to success on keep being relevant, staying connected to the culture, the people, and just wanting to keep educating myself. I'm a student of the game. I don't care how successful I am. I'm always being a student of the game. And that's what I teach my kids. I say, you know, we, we even study you in my house as a player. I'm saying, man, this dude was a bad dude on the basketball court. And you play with anybody. You know, you will go to UCLA, go wherever you play with whoever. If you see a basketball game, and that's the difference. I don't care how much money you had or how big you was in the league. When the summertime, you play, you love basketball. And you love the people and the culture. And I think that's what that's all that's all it takes is I love my people. I want to see my people win. And I just stay connected to the youth in the, in the culture. You mentioned playing with Dale Curry when you were in the league and you were a super successful rapper when you played in the NBA. What yes. is your favorite memory of your NBA career? Well, BJ Armstrong played with us with, in, in Charlotte and he like, Pete, slow down, man. You, you know, we got 77 guys. I'm like, man, look, B, I got to outdo everybody. You know, <laughs> it's like, also when I played with t- Toronto with Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady, I mean, I was around some incredible talent, but I connected to Charles Oakley because of his drive. And like, he just, he just kept it to the gut and kept it real. So yeah. me, and, me and him really connected in, I think, uh, my most memorable thing is just when I'm in a game, I go hard. Like the coach know that. Now, you know, I think my music got me out of the league. I, I want to explain that to this generation. Your past can dictate your future. You have to watch that. At that time, the NBA is not like, it was this time, I'll probably be one of the top players in the NBA, the way I work. And, and it, they, they opened for entertainment. Back then, it was just all strictly basketball. They don't care how much money you had, who you are, how many records you sold. Like, for me to get on that court, and especially in Charlotte with Bob Bass, that was the, the GM at the time. 
He told me, say, man, you're one of the best players I ever seen and you work hard. But when I listen to your music, your music is pure filth. That got me out of the out of the league. Oh. And so, but but they didn't have an open mind to it. And I can understand it. I picked the wrong, I'm in Charlotte, which was a Bibleville city. It is. Yep. And maybe if I was in another city, Portland or something like that, it, it probably have been all good. But you know, that's that's how I go, but I didn't let that stop me. Jay, I just kept going and I kept getting better. And I think that's what life is about. When you feel, that helped me, that motivated me. When you feel, you feel fall. I feel fall, fell with my hands on and got back up and kept moving and kept creating things, kept coming up with ideas and building my company at the same time I was investing in, in my game as a basketball player. I know, I learned how to shoot basketball in the projects with no lights. So I could shoot the ball anywhere. And that's what, that was the key. That was my gift. When I got on the court, I'm a scope. I remember uh, John Lucas. This was probably one of the most memorable things. John Lucas, uh, when he was coaching, I think it was Milwaukee. Uh huh. All he said, because he's no, every night I'm scoring on somebody. He said, <laughs> I train Master P in the summertime. Don't let him score. I, that's all that he said. He scored every time he get in the game. He put two and three dudes on me. I'm like, oh, man, you my dude. Like, you going to put two and three dudes on me so I can't Guess what? I go straight to the basket on the foul. I got a free throw. You know, I'm, I'm going to figure out how to get to the bucket. <laughs> that's a great memory. Another gentleman who got buckets with those Hornets, our friend Boom Dizzle, Baron yeah. Davis, and you yeah. started negotiations to potentially yes. purchase Reebok from Adidas. How yes. did you decide to make this happen? So for me, I'm always going after deals and bigger deals, and I wanted to show my culture that this is possible for us to do this. When me and BD got together, we was like, okay, we're doing multi-million dollar deals. What's the next level? Billion dollar deals. And we don't think we could do that. And what, what we learned through this process that I want to educate the culture with, we know that we could buy a Reebok now through the debt, through banks. They don't teach us that in school. They don't teach us that. We only worry about how much money we have. Now, now we figured out something else. The guy's been doing this. They've been doing this. Other cultures been doing this. Preach. And we figured out if we take this company, and it's, it's other companies at the table too, but we at the top of the table with some of the biggest companies in the world. The thing is, taking Reebok and, and having a black ownership in Reebok will change the game. We know how to make this cool. We know how to make the, the right uh, products. We know how to tie the right athletes into this. So that's the easy part. But when it clicked to me, when we able to go to the banks and be able to fund a deal like this through debt, they didn't teach us that. They didn't teach me that in school. We didn't understand economics and banking. At all. And now we know this. This is going to be easy. So this is one deal of many for us now. Now we know that we can do this. If they don't give us this deal, we know that we're close right now. And, and if we don't get this, we know we're going to get something else. And we know how to do it. So it's educating us at the same time, knowing that we have to add some diversity into this whole financial game. We talk about hedge funds and, and uh, financial advisors. You know, they put us to financial advisors, but we don't really know what they do. Correct. Most athletes and entertainers are investing their money in a penny stock and just be happy to get their money back after their career is over. 
we're changing that game now. We're educating the culture, and we're about to show them how we can acquire companies, multi-billion dollar companies. You're an American icon, and because it's Black History Month, I want to make sure I salute you. The theme for this episode is Black History is American History. Who are some of your favorite figures from Black History and why? Well, Martin Luther King got to be the first. Harriet Tugman, these guys, Martin Luther King, with what he done for our civil rights mm. is incredible. What he fought for the people, putting us together in unity is, is incredible. I would say Barack Obama, what he done mm. for us to experience that mm. as a culture, to have a black president and to live and see that. My grandparents always talked about that, but actually to be there and see it is incredible. Man, like those guys, and there's so many others, but right now, oh, Muhammad Ali. Gotta say Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, what he done, you know, I mean, even though he was entertaining, he went out and fought for the people mm -hmm. in, the, in the culture, and he always fought for the underdog, and he got out and did his part. He didn't sit back. He put his life on the line. He risked. He did whatever it took. People like that, we could never forget. And, um, man, like, those are my heroes. Those are great ones. We need to get Harriet Tubman on them $20 bills. Yes, we, we got to. We got to. I'm going to be doing snow angels in them things when they come out. Yes. Sure. <laughs> we need that. And also, never done hustling and making moves. You teamed up with a former engineer from Tesla. Yes. To the first black supercar. Can you tell yes. me the story of how this came together? Well, you know, we have a show called masterpeoplereview.com where we put small business on in their products and we give them a one to 10, how we rate it. And uh, it's a YouTube show that we do, me and my son, Romeo. And um, we went to review this car. We gave it a 10 and we end up investing into this, uh, this deal. And it's incredible, man, because I've never seen a person look like us that talented. He's a genius when you talk about technology. And it's not just a car, because that's a supercar. That's an expensive car. But looking at all the other things he had, the affordable, uh, luxury uh, SUVs, and all these different type of uh, technology that this guy has, I'm like, we have to celebrate this guy. We have to salute him, uh, Richard Patterson. And, and to be a part of that is just history making. And, and I'm like, wow. That is crazy. Best of luck with that. Continue to keep me posted. But before yeah. I let you get out of here, yes. I like to do a rapid fire segment that I call Gone in 60 Seconds, presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Let's get it, Master P. You chatted earlier about your negotiations with Reebok. Yes. Which athlete today is deserving of a signature shoe from Reebok that doesn't already have one. Mm. The new kid that played with my son, he'd been in the league next year. I got to save this. If this deal go through, yes, I'm telling you, if this deal go through, Jalen Suds, I'm gonna put the money behind him. I'm just telling you. Whoa. Jalen Suds, he played with my son last year at Mini Haha. Hersey Miller and Jalen Suds, they was the backcourt. I'm putting the bag behind him next year. How about this? You're from New Orleans. 
Yes. You guys have a football and a basketball team, but I think you guys need a baseball team. Yeah. What would you call the baseball team in New Orleans? I would call it the New Orleans Rebels. The Rebels. Yeah. That's a good That's a good yeah. How about this? How about this? What's yeah. your favorite masterpiece song? I could, straight off the bat, my favorite song is Make Them Say Uh. Mm-hmm. Because it, it it just don't go away. It gets the party started. It gets you ready. Uh, I tell people all the time, health is well. When I'm on my, I get up and work it out. That gets me in the mood. I love that. And obviously, we've been on lockdown with the pandemic. Yes. What's been your favorite pandemic purchase? Getting a home gym. Just really like getting my home gym on and saying, let me get myself together. You've accomplished so much. Yes. Name one thing you have yet to master that you like to. One thing that I have yet to master. I mean, when it comes to technology, mm. I feel like I really have to, I want to be on top of that at a whole nother level. We talk about stocks and uh, taking companies public. I'm learning that. I'm not afraid to say that I'm still learning. Right. And uh, that's something I need to work on. And I'm working on that part of it right now. Well, if somebody can, it's you. Thank you for being an ambassador. Thank you for being a leader in our culture. Your intellect and your sacrifices are greatly appreciated. I love and appreciate you, my brother. Thanks a lot for joining. Thank you, my brother. Salute. Yes, indeed. Appreciate you. We all have our own journey ahead of us, our own hopes and dreams. We'll pass many milestones, moments that define you and drive you to achieve even more. So celebrate everyone because success isn't just about where you want to get to. It's about how you get there. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Last call. This week's last call presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers is about the importance of legacy. A legacy is anything handed down from the past as from an ancestor or predecessor. Today's guest, the Colonel, Master P, is building an amazing legacy for himself that he can pass along to future generations. Why is it important to leave a legacy, you ask? Many people want to leave a legacy because they want to feel that their life actually mattered. Gaining clarity on what you want your legacy to be can give your life meaning and purpose. So take some time to think, what do you want your legacy to be? How do you want to be remembered? What are you going to leave behind? Always remember, building a legacy is not about what you're doing for you, but rather what you're doing for the next generation. I'm the Renaissance Man. See you next week.